What I'm going to be trying to help you understand or learn today is how to turn your real estate prospecting into a money game. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. So if you've listened to Agent Power Huddle for a while, you know that every day we have a different uh, top agent, coach, instructor, trainer who comes on here and we break down a different topic. Today, um, we've got a gentleman who has probably more experience than almost almost anybody we have on this, on, this, on this show. Steve, how many years have you been in the real estate business at this point? Sometimes I hate to announce, but it's 44 years. That's amazing. And I, I hope I'm not dating you. I just, every, every time I talk to you, I'm impressed because you have, you have such a tremendous amount of experience and knowledge and the market we are in, you've seen cycles like this. You've seen cycles, not like you see, you've seen in 44 years, you get a perspective on real estate that just can't happen unless you got to do that much. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. And the most important thing was I haven't made all the mistakes uh, that you can make in this career, in this business, but I've made a good share of them. <laughs> I love it. And here you are to help others avoid some of those mistakes or, or make them faster and in less painful ways, right? Exactly. All right. So, so this is Steve Williams. Um, and my name is Jesse Zagorski. I'm, I'm going to be really kind of just a, a passenger along this one. Steve's talking today about gamifying your real estate business. And when I saw that title, I'm like, ooh, I like this already. What are, <laughs> we, what are we talking about, Steve, when you say gamifying your real estate business? Well, uh, about 13, 14 years ago, uh, which was, uh, as everyone knows, the Great Recession, man, it was hard to get motivated and and do what needed to be done. And so, uh, through one of my real estate coaches that I've I've had for all these years, he taught me this. He taught me something very valuable that I knew about, but never practiced it. And then when I started practicing, I, it got to be fun, and and it really got me going. So uh, I first would ask the question: What is your favorite sport or game out there? Because you can relate this to any sport or game. So I'd ask the participants out there if they uh, either t type in uh, a chat or, or let us know verbally what their favorite game is because you can relate it to that at the end of this oh i like it all right so anyone who's on here with us live uh cindy mike freda if you want to type it into the chat or unmute yourself because if you make if you pick a game or a sport like can i can i pick any game like even like monopoly steve because as a kid yeah. that was one of my yeah. favorite games. i have monopolies on on my list here you know volleyball what was it freda Volleyball. Volleyball. Okay. All right. All right. Well, anyway, so what I'm going to be trying to help you understand or learn today is how to turn your real estate prospecting into a money game. Volleyball could um, can be the same thing as is the money game if you want it to be. But for me, it was it was all about the, all about the money, as Tom Cruise once said. Um, is relating it to money and real estate prospecting, is that possibly inspiring to all of you out there? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the way you frame this up, if in case anyone you know, joining a little later, the, the fact that, so if you guys missed it, he's been doing this for 44 years, right? And so he's been through other cycles. When you look at the real estate cycle, like we're in now, there are certain activities that become more challenging to do, even if you know you should do them. And anything we can do 
to make them more fun or to get us to do those things that, because that's what keeps you moving in this business. Like there's people selling houses because they're focused on those daily activities. So yeah, I think relating it to money, making it a game. I, I love where you're going, Steve. Okay. So let's identify the three simple rules of this real estate game. And, and so that you can learn how to train like a professional, but have a lot of fun doing it. So rule number one is what is your definition of real estate prospecting or real estate activities that are directly related to buyer or seller sales? Now, I'll give you a hint. I mean, these prospecting activities involve phone calls, in-person contacts, emails, and text messages. This is the way I, I play the game myself. Those are the four avenues in which I conduct my prospecting activities. So what are some prospecting activities, if everyone could chime in either, uh, again, with chat or verbally, what, uh, what, what would you do either in person, email, text message, or a phone call that would be considered a prospecting activity? I'll give you one, for sale by owners. So you need to make a list. Uh, for me, it's for sale by owners, it's expireds, it's spheres of influence, it's my neighbors, it's my real estate farming area, it's my um, everyday contacts, um, and the general public. I went to the UPS store today and handed my business card to the gentleman who assisted me with a little scratch, water, Florida lottery scratch-off ticket attached to it so he could remember remember me a little bit and ask, you know, if you happen to know, bump in anybody in the store today needs uh, any help with their real estate uh, buying or selling, let me know. So those are considered real estate activities. And this is rule number one. You've got to identify what those are. Don't have to do them all. Pick the ones that are your favorites to do. But there's plenty to choose from. But the most important criteria to game rule number number one in prospecting is there has to be two-way contact. In other words, you have to have uh, had either a text message back, an email back, uh, uh, someone picked up the phone on the other end. I love uh, when I call for sale by owner and they hang up on me because that's a two-way contact that counts as, as one one contact. So, um, and but, plus, if you send a but if you send a text to someone in your sphere and they don't respond, that, that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Okay. That'd be two-way communication of some, some form. Um, so let's go to rule number two. So rule number two of, the, of this game is you have to keep track of your total number of contacts on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. So I will again ask the, the group out here today, um, how many of you actually track what you do on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis? Or all I do all three, but do any of you do that now? You do. Jesse does. Good. Glad to, glad to know that, Jesse. I was like, can I, can I, I, was like, can I play the game? So is anybody else? Anyone else want to admit it? And, and by the way, if you don't have to. If you're As you're listening to this, if you're thinking, no, I really don't. That's okay. We don't need it. We're not trying to pull you on the spot. We're just curious if those, those of you that are. But if you're not, this, what gets tra what gets measured gets improved. So keep going, Steve. I, I'm, I love this. So um, <clears throat> I'm kind of old school being 44 years. I'm not as technically uh, proficient as a lot of, of the folks out there today. But to show you how old school I am, this is what I do on a daily basis. I keep a diary of all my phone calls. That's awesome. And then I get technical after this. So uh, Jesse will put the next form up for me that I had sent over earlier. All right, give me a sec while I'm pulling it up. Um, can I can I can I make a comment though first on that that sheet that's your uh, yeah. that you had there? The reason why 
I love that handwritten sheet, Steve, is even though you said you're old school, there's something, first of all, in the simplicity, in the simplicity of knowing what it is, because then what, what, uh, what we have on the screen here, this knowing your numbers is tracking. It combines the old school and the new school. I know. I think there's something really tangible just to writing it down because it makes you feel good like you've gotten it done. And then this helps you do what we need to do. So I, I, anyway, I, I like the combination of the two. Well, I'll tell you what's kind of cool about uh, the handwritten part is uh, I might be a couple of days down the road and I'll go back and reflect on what I've done earlier this week. It helps me remember things I might have forgotten or if I can't find somebody's phone number that, um, you know, because I didn't put it, I didn't type it into my data, my lead overview database or whatever. But anyway, so I transpose these numbers from my handwritten notes into this weekly chart. And what if anybody would like to know how to acquire this, it can be this. It can be something as simple as just creating your own Excel spreadsheet and, you know, just duplicating this and and have at it. Just start tracking your daily activities, because when you do this, it keeps you focused on what you should be doing. Now, this is all well and fun to see all this, but what I really loved about this when I started this about 14 years ago was it automatic, this program, and this this particular program is called Your Coaching Matters, Y-O-U-R, coachingmatters.com. You're more than welcome to contact them and you can sign up for something like this because it does a whole lot more than just what I'm showing you. But for the point of, of today's call, what it does for me is it highly motivates me because it brings me to once I've done this for, say, four weeks, three months, six months, and I look at the year, I can go back at any point in time into a different page of this program and I can actually calculate rule number three, which is dividing the number of closed sales into commission dollars and dividing that by the number of contacts you've made to come up with how many dollars did you earn per contact, whether it was a phone call, a text message, an email, or an in-person. If you start tracking this and you look at what how much you earned per contact, per contact, just one contact, you will be stunned how valuable that contact is. So um, do you think uh, when you totaled it up, each phone call might be worth $10? Would each phone call be worth a text message worth $20? I mean, you lump them together, but how much is each one of those contacts worth to you? And all of a sudden, you just have this, this explosion in your head going, oh my gosh, what a cool game. Now, you can relate this to Monopoly. You can relate this to golf. You know, you could say uh, uh, you made a, a phone call uh, and, and golf, that would be you made par. Maybe you made a phone call and you got a listing appointment. Maybe that's considered a birdie uh, and so forth and so on. So you can relate it to any game you want to play. You could take the Monopoly board that Jesse loves and you can do the same thing. But at the end of the day for me, uh, so I can pay my bills. I relate it to money. <laughs> so each contact, it, I went and looked at my numbers here uh, a little while ago before we came on the call just to see where I stood. I hadn't looked since this summer, but totally blown away. And it's got me all fired up so that yesterday I did made my phone calls. 
And okay, uh, okay, so so that's wild. So so even after this many years in, when you went back and looked at your numbers, you got excited, and it made it easier to actually make your calls today. Yeah, well, it motivated me. How I mean, cool is that? Who, who wouldn't? What What's your bottom line? If you made ten dollars per phone call, is that enough to get you going? Is it twenty dollars? Is it Is it fifty dollars? If you start tracking this and looking back after a after a four weeks, after you've had a couple of a sale or two that have closed, the only way that these numbers work, they have to be closed sales. Um, you will be astonished as to um, how lucrative this game really is. I, I sometimes I'll, I'll give it titles. Uh, for instance, when I'm making phone calls, I'll I'll say to myself, "Okay, what am I, what am I going to play today? Am I going to go make phone calls, text messages, or whatever?" And so my my favorite. Uh, title for making phone calls is I call it dialing for dollars. And, uh, and that's, I, I coined that from a, an old uh, TV show in our local area when I was like 12 years old, where if you watch the show, they would, they would pull a phone number out of a, out of a hamster wheel and call somebody. And if you picked up and were watching the show, could tell them what show it was, they, they won a hundred bucks or something like that. So that's where I picked up, uh, dialing for dollars. Another one I liked is I do a lot of farming. Um, I, I do a lot of knocking on doors uh, in my neighborhood. I'll give you, for instance, back in January, I knocked on one door and um, the gentleman came to the door, elderly man, and he said, well, it's funny that you stopped by because I need to sell my house. It blew me away. And so uh, we ultimately got it up for sale this summer and, and sold it and closed it. So I call the knocking on doors. Let's make a deal, aka what's behind door number one, door number two, or door number three. So that's different things. That whatever you know floats your boat and gets you fired up to go out and, and tackle the tackle the real estate prospecting for that day. And if you just can do that consistently, maybe you start out with I make uh, five phone calls, five text messages, five emails, and and you can start to see what kind of numbers you get in response to your activities because you can start to break it down. I notice that I usually get responses um, two thirds of all my of all my efforts. I will have a, a response of some kind of communicated. Um, the other things that you can do with this, you'll start to learn. All right. I had five listing appointments and I was successful two out of five. And you start to do that over a monthly Every three months, every six months, you start to understand what your batting average is when you go out for a listing appointment. Same thing you can do with with buyer appointments. The same thing you want to if you start to equate it down to um, statistics and and averages. And I'm a big sports nut, so that's kind of what got me all uh, teed up to do all this um, 14 years ago. And I and and it'd been out there all my career, but I never paid attention to it. And then once I paid attention to it, all of a sudden I was able to dig myself out of the Great Recession of 2008, and it's been a great run so far. And and um, I don't see any any point stopping at this point. I mean, you make such a good point, Steve. As this market has transitioned in the last year, it's a I hear the phrase getting back to basics thrown around over and over and over again, right? And I always think to myself, what does that mean? And I think at the core of it. It, real estate's a, there was, if you know the, the old phrase, real estate's a contact sport, 
right? You, it doesn't matter where they're coming from, but you have to have conversations. You have to have interactions with people who are going to potentially buy or sell houses. You could use social media and generate inbound responses. You could do outbound door knocking at a farm. It's all the same at its core, right? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I didn't even include that in the in, in rule number two as far as, uh, well, rule number one, as far as identifying your prospecting activity, social media is, a, is another one. If you get somebody to engage with you in conversation and social media, that counts as one of your contacts. But it has to be, but I like that part of the rule because it has to be a two-way conversation or two-way contact because we have a lot of a lot of agents I, I work with or you know that are part of our group that um they focus a lot on social media and i love it but i think if you're talking about your prospecting efforts for that day if you're really getting tactical and trying to gamify this it, you have to look at how many two-way conversations their social media efforts are producing or anything is producing no question because it, it just uh, you know there used to be people who would just take a phone book and just start dialing numbers. I remember that was a big thing back 20, 25 years ago or something like that, 30 years ago. And I thought, God, that is the most God-awful way to, to prospect I can think of. But um, in their, you know, it was very, very low return on something like that. But when you start to identify the things we, dis we discussed in rule number one, I think you'll, you'll see some really great results. Yeah. Do you... Um... Do you have a, uh, and by the way, that, that your coaching matters. That's not your company. You're not affiliated. That's just something you've been using for years, right? Uh, one of my, it's one of my real estate coaches. He taught me this and it was a game changer for me because I was really in a deep hole back in 2008. So if you're, if you're listening to this guys, there's hope, right? So truly depending on where you're at. No, I'm serious. Like it's, you, you have to know, you have to believe like in any real estate cycle, there's always hope. Um, when you're tracking your numbers, do you mind sharing when do you what was your figure you that you came up with for for every time you dial the phone? How much money is that worth in in your world with the way you're prospecting right now? So so far this year, uh, year to date, October twenty fourth, every phone call has been worth one hundred and fifty five dollars to me. Woo! Okay, let me say right back up. Not every phone call, every prospecting activity that I described in rule number one. Right. But that, but I can see when you know that why you get fired up again. You're like, okay, right? $155. I think I'll pick up, pick up the phone. I think I'll knock on a door. I think I'll text somebody. I'll, you know, it's, it's all the game. Yeah. So out of these, all these calls yesterday, I, you know, got off my butt and called a couple for sale by owners. Um, I called, I think four, I got hold of two and those two I got hold of. I have two listing appointments this week with. Yeah. Wow. I, I and and if we have time, we can go into some of that skill set. Or maybe that's a whole other call because that's a, that's a whole yes. different skill set. No, I'm, I'm going to use that. I'm going to teach you that one in a, a future call. Okay. Good. Oh, good. All right. So, uh, Autumn, if you know the date of when he's coming back, drop it in the chat box so I can announce that because that is. I, <laughs> I was just going to say that's a great teaser. You're like, yeah, I talked to four people, set two, got two listing appointments. That's a that's a good skill set. We should unpack yes. that one. Uh, so, all right. So, so let's talk about this though. Um, the idea of making something concrete, right? When you um, when we work in real estate, so much of what we do, I always feel like as agents, it's like, we have no idea if it's going to get us paid. Is it useful? Is it even working? Like, what's the what's the reason why we do stuff? I think everything you've described in this whole gamification process, you're making things concrete, which as a human being feels really good. We know we do this activity. It's it's trackable. I mean, does, does that play into the psychology for you at all? It's totally because you, you can't, you don't have a, I mean, for me, this is this is making a plan. 
This is uh, identifying where I'm going to direct my focus today, whether, again, can be a combination. It can be a combination of all the categories in, in rule number one. It can be just one. You just focus on phone calls to your spheres of influence to let them know, hey, just checking on you, seeing how you're doing. And it's a subtle, it's just a subtle reminder to them that um, this is what I do. I went and took a, I had someone who referred, referred me a, a wonderful sale. Um, he, he referred me back in August to somebody in California. And that California buyer called me. Subsequently, we're under contract. We're going to close November 13th. So I went and tracked that guy down yesterday and had a big gift basket and a big thank you card attached to it. And I just said, uh, do you remember that phone call that you had with one of your business contacts in California back in August? He said, yeah, I do now. And I go, well, this is for you because of you. This is, the, you know, I, you know, you've made my my month. Thank you so much. So that's an activity that counted as one of my activities because now he's been reinforced to refer me again in the future. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I really do. And I've had the date now. So so Steve's going to be back here again on Tuesday, November 7th. So it's two weeks from today. If you want to hear how he's going to break down. Right. How does he go how to get a for sale by owner appointment and which how to get a for sale by owner appointment, make four phone calls and set two appointments. That's someone you want to you want to learn from. That's pretty darn good. Okay. so 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 we got about we got maybe maybe eight minutes left, Steve. Is there anything we didn't cover in this? Otherwise, I got a few questions, but is anything we didn't cover so far in this gamification process? No, that's that's good for now. Okay, so so here's my question. um, My questions are, you said you've been doing this 44 years and you've made a lot of mistakes, right? Along the way. Once you learned this back in 2008, have you used it consistently? Have you stopped and started? And if you've stopped and started, what causes you to stop and start? Do you think? Um, I haven't, uh, you know, ever since I started with that tracking that, that I should, that you shared with everyone, it's pretty much kept me on, on track. <clears throat> I mean, there might be times where, I mean, shoot, there, you can't work weekends, but sometimes I'll work on a Saturday. But, you know, uh, and then sometimes Sunday, I, it was so relaxed, it bleeds into Monday, you know. But then I, when I go back and look at my numbers, I'm constantly going into that program and looking at my numbers. It, it just, uh, I'm like Pavlov's dog. <clears throat> it's triggered me to, to get back on the on the saddle, so to speak, and start riding again. Hmm. And do you do you, re- you referenced your coach a few times? Do you? review your numbers with someone else, like with your coach and how important is it to review these numbers with someone else? Do you think? Well, that's, I mean, how embarrassing if, because he sees what I'm doing. And so in our phone call every two weeks, he brings that up and says, uh, what it is, is accountability. That's what it boils down to. And he's making sure that I'm accountable for my activities because he's going to say, you're wasting your money with me. If you're, if you're not even going to practice what I'm preaching, then I can't help you. So I, I love it. That's, that was one of the reasons I was bringing that up is, I mean, I, I've had coaches most of my career and this is not a, we're not promoting any, any specific coach, although your coach is awesome. Yeah. I'm just in general, if, if you're at a place where you can, where you like the idea of having a coach, one of the things they provide is accountability, but you can also get accountability from finding another agent. Right. You guys can hold each other accountable. There's you could have an accountability group. Absolutely. What if you found a group of three to five other agents, no more than 10, who got on a call once a week and all reviewed your numbers that you started tracking? What do you think that would do for someone's business, Steve? It's called the mastermind. 
cost being zero, right? Literally, all you got to do is organize it, get a couple agents, right? From, from your area, other areas, doesn't matter, right? Get a couple people, you show up, you see their faces in Agent Power Huddle, right? You can send them a little DM and Zoom if you're here live. You know people are plugged in here. If people are listening to this podcast, they can message one of us, happy to help you guys get into little groups. But like, I, I just imagine the power of if they had a place to review their numbers with a, a group of other people on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, whatever it is, I think it would move the needle in, in people's business. Do you agree, Steve? Oh, it would totally move the business because you don't want to show up in front of your friends and uh, I didn't, I didn't knock on any doors and I didn't call anybody and um, I'll good, I'll do better next week, you know. So, and it's even worse when it's your friends. So, so you, you've run teams in your career too. Like, I whenever I ran my team, I don't know if you guys did this, but we would report our numbers on a daily basis. Right. I think a lot of people join teams and that's one of the biggest benefits they have joining a team is just having the accountability if nothing else. But any agent can create that for themselves or plug into it. Right. My wife, my wife does a good job making, holding me accountable. So <laughs> tell me more about that. How, 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 how is, is she in the industry or unrelated? Uh, she, no, she used to be in the, in the, in the business, but uh, yeah, she, <laughs> I can make, every time I can make a sale, my joke is I'm good for another 30 days. So <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I love it. All right. Uh, any mistakes that you've made with tracking your numbers over the years that you could help someone avoid? Um, um, don't don't count um, contacts that aren't real estate related. Um, or like I already said, if if you tried to get somebody, you didn't get them, you can't count that. So you, you don't want you want your numbers to be true. You want them to be uh, reliable. Because it really helps you um, if you're if you're doing ten listing appointments and you're only getting one listing, then it kind of identifies for you. Okay, I need to work on my listing presentation. I need this. This is something I need to work on. Who maybe Jesse can refer me to somebody that uh, we can teach me a very good uh, approach in in my listing appointments. Those types of things. So these numbers go in buyers appointments same way. Um, there's all kinds of different numbers out there. Uh, uh, say you start tracking your text messages and you know, one's responding to you. Well, find out why that is and, and, and get that to be a better percentage than what you're getting back in, in replies mm. and so, so on. So you can really drill down as much as you want in this, in this exercise. Change your messaging, change your approach. Okay. That's interesting. So it's more than just the, uh, the, the dot, the dollars per dial. It's looking at where do you have other weak spots in there that you could be, that you could improve. That's what I was going to ask. So for, for a new agent, because if someone's newer or brand new, they're not going to know how many dollars per, per contact they're making, but they could still look at their, their kind of percentages of, are they getting responses? Are they converting appointments? They could look at each one of those steps along the process. No question. I mean, it, you you don't have to have sales right away. You can be focusing on on exactly the specifics of each type of uh, prospecting you're doing and seeing what kind of results you're getting just from that. Hmm. All right, la last question, and we'll, and we'll probably wrap it up here. I know we're talking about converting for sale by owners in a few weeks, but um, if you had to start over again, you're 44 years in the biz. If you had to start over again, right in a new city, what what do you think you would do first? Ooh. I think, depending on uh, you know where I where I was living, maybe if I was in a residential neighborhood somewhere, I think I would just go around and maybe hand out a flyer saying I'm new to the neighborhood and I want to want to meet my neighbors. I'm having an open house on such and such a day. Um, 
going to serve, uh, you know, some barbecue or something like that. And some, you know, some, you know, I'll have some drinks for everyone. Come by, come on by, introduce yourself. I'd love to meet you. I love it. So you just go straight out, start meeting neighbors and, and build that way. Yeah. So if you, and that'd be true with anything. And this was the hardest lesson I, I had to learn. If you're going out there and you're, you look like a hunter, then everyone's going to shun, you know, run from you. If you go out there with a giving spirit, then people are going to want to get to know you and it breaks down barriers left and right. So that, that, and that's, that'll be as a hint, that'll be what the for sale by owner conversation on November 7th will be about. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. If people want to reach you between now and then, or just in general, if anyone wants to reach out, if they got a referral for you in Florida, how, how, what's the best way for someone to reach you, Steve? Uh, probably just text me and then we can go from there. Um, you can reach me at 904-219-0603-904-219-0603. I'm here in Jacksonville, Florida, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's nice and, nice and sunny here. Just like, Cal- just like California. I love it. I just dropped your, your number into the... Uh into the chat box for those on zoom. And with those of you listening to the podcast, we will uh, post it with the show notes also. So someone can just, I, by the way, I love that when you're just like, text me, right. That, can you see that it all ties into the way you do your business? It's great. And, and if someone texts you, that might even count as one of your contacts for the day. So there you go. You might be referring me to somebody. <laughs> Steve, I'll refer you back. Exactly. Steve Williams. Thank you for being here. This is awesome. Can't wait to have you back in a couple of weeks, guys. Thank you for being here this morning. Have a wonderful day. Enjoyed it. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.